You see, we must not just settle for the fact that it is there and say, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about it. There's plenty you can do about it. You have to bring this situation face to face what Jesus already did. Are you listening? You must open your mouth and you must quote the word of God. You go to doctors to find out what the problem is. But then you go to Dr. Jesus. You go to Dr. Jesus and get the medicine. And even if the doctor gives you medicine to take, you take that medicine in the name of the Lord Jesus. But I promise you, if you bring that physical medication face to face with the spiritual medication, you will not be taking that physical medication long. You won't be taking it long because when the natural meets up with the supernatural, something's got to give. And I promise you, it is never the supernatural. Did you catch that? Welcome to Healing School this morning. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll go jump right into the lesson this morning. Father, we thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. You are the healing and you have come to set men and women free. You are the healer, and we praise you for your healing power today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Again, good morning, Prophet. Good morning. Good morning. We can go ahead and begin. Okay. So we're going to look at, um, we're looking at a review from last week, January 29th, the disease problem. Our foundation scripture is coming from 1 John 3. Verses 7, 8, and 9. Yes. And we're reading that one in the Amplify. Okay. Boys, lads, let no one deceive and lead you astray. He who practices righteousness, who is upright, conforming to the divine will and purpose, thought, and action, living a consistently conscious life, is righteous, even as he is righteous. Verse 8, but he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned, violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works the devil has done. Praise God. That is 1 John Chapter 3, verses 8, 7, and 8. Amen. So this is Jesus' spiritual ministry. As we talked about on last week, we're going to look at some um, key components of that message from last week. It began, his ministry began on the cross. And we can see that Isaiah 53, verses 3 and 5. It says he was despised, he was rejected of men, a man of pain and acquainted with disease. 
and as one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised. He was esteemed. And they esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our sicknesses. Surely he cured our diseases. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Amen. The disciples could not see it when they looked upon the throne crowned man of Galilee. He was there bearing their sicknesses. He was there bearing their diseases. The 10th verse says, yet it pleased Jehovah to bruise him. He had made him sick for us, for you, for me, for each of us. He made him sin with our sin. He knew no sin, but yet he made him sin with our sin. Made him sick with my sicknesses. Made him sick with your sicknesses. Isaiah 52, 14 says, His vestige was marred more than any man. It was so marred that he no longer looked like a man. Mm. He no longer looked like himself. He was unrecognizable. That's how yeah. they beat him. Unmerciful. That was not his physical body though. Because God could not look on his soul. When God made his soul an offering for sin. He was stricken. He was smitten of God. And he was afflicted. It was God who laid our diseases upon him. Mm -hmm. Even though the, the soldiers were the ones used to carry out this deadly punishment. But it was God who laid your sicknesses and your diseases on Jesus. He was smitten by justice because he was our substitute. That's right. Vasa, just stop me when you're ready. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Let's pause right there for a second. The statement, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. As you just said, he is our substitute. He took our place because we were not, we were not able to. Now, you have a lot of uproar going on, uh, in America today. It's everywhere, but especially in America. Well, 
Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear it? Should I take the virus, uh, the vaccine rather, or should I not? Folks, listen to me. Here's the point. Do you see what Jesus done did for you? Here is the time where you want to lean on him. Here is the time where you want to really, really depend on him. Watch this. And do your own thinking for yourself. Somebody said, well, healing went out with the apostles. Well, how can it? It didn't start with them. It started with Jesus. He's alive. He is here. Are you listening to me? Yes, ma'am and yes, sir. He is here. The healed one is here. And one of the previous scriptures you used this morning uh, said that God sent Jesus to undo what the devil had done. You ever clicked on your computer, undo? What happened? It disappeared, doesn't it? It goes away. God sent Jesus in here to send sickness and disease away. And you know what? He did. Well, Brother Elder, how come I'm still sick? Listen, it's because of what you are believing and how you are believing it. See? If we walk into a dark room this morning, no lights, you can't see, unless you know where that uh, power switch is, the light switch, we're going to be in darkness for a second until it is found. Now pay attention to words. That's in the natural. But when that switch is found and this electrical power running through it, the lights come on. It's the same thing, spiritually speaking, with the word of God. My people perish for lack of knowledge, right? In other words... Because they are still in darkness. They don't know. Please listen to me. They don't know. And because they don't know, they are roaming around in the dark. They are trying to get the Lord to heal them. And that is just as wrong as anything else that is wrong. You don't have to try to get him to heal you. There was a man came to Jesus, prophet, and he said, I know you can heal me, but I don't know if you would or not. Jesus settled that right quick. He said, I will. You can make me clean, the man told him. He said, I will. Be not clean. 
and the man was clean. Are you following me? He's still saying the same thing today. I will. See, if 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 healing went out with the apostles, how come people are still being healed today? I was one of those people. I told y'all uh, a few months ago. I was a I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah, me. Doctor said, "Will you will you will you have cancer? Really?" And I stood up. Where are you going? Well, thank you. I know what to do. I appreciate you. No, 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 Mr. Elvis, you don't understand. But I did understand. Never went back and saw that doctor. None of that. Never took no chemo and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because I know Jesus was my substitute. He took that cancer in his own body. He took my blindness. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? Yes, yes. Folks, he is your healer today. But you've got to believe it. You must receive it. Take it by faith in the name of Jesus. It works. And it will work for you if you would just receive it. Thank Go ahead, you. Prophet. Okay, so here's some key factors we want to look at as it relates to Jesus uh, being the disease bearer. It's based on believing that he is, believing yes. what he has done for us. Uh, we must, first of all, believe it in order to receive it. His sin-bearing made righteousness sure to the new creation. That's the main factor right there. That's right. Because he was the sin-bearer, it made righteousness sure to the new creation. Well, the new creation, that's us. That's you. That's me. That's each of us. But we must believe before we can receive. Some right. people want to receive first and then believe. Well, you don't have to believe for something that you already see. That's right. You don't have to believe for something that is already manifest. You say, well, I'll believe it when I, when I see it. <laughs> no, that's not what believing is. Believing is stepping out in faith, opening our mouth, and receiving what yes. Jesus has already done for us. We have to receive it. We have to believe it and receive it before we see it operate in our lives. Because that's, right. that's what calls it that's what calls it to manifest. So yes. he is the disease bearer, but we must believe in him. We must believe. And that's what this is taught our our lesson is really highlighting these factors today. The object of his sin bearing was to make you righteous, to make me righteous, to make each of us righteous. Because if we were not righteous, if we were not in right, that's what righteousness means, first of all. Mm -hmm. 
righteous means in right standing with God. Yes. You see, so we must get a good working knowledge of what we are talking about here today. Mm -hmm. Jesus was the substitute for us, for you, for me. We were not righteous. The Bible said there was none. No, not one. Wow. And this is why we could not. We were not in the direct line of receiving healing. Satan had us, you could say, by the naked. We were headed for hell, each of us. That's but right. when he came and he changed places, he swapped places with you. He swapped places with me. You know, we look at how he was beaten and how he was treated. We we looked at that a few minutes ago. He was so marred, he was unrecognizable. Yeah. But Jesus knew what he was doing. He had his instructions from his father to do that. That's right. And it was all for you. It was all for me. It was for each of us. So we could become righteous. So mm -hmm. we could be made what? And put in what? Right standing with God. That's right. So, but our job, your job, my job is to now what? Believe. Believe yes. that through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I am now the righteousness of God. Through the stripes that he took on the cross, my body is healed. By his yes. stripes, you are healed. We must believe that. His sin bearing, so let's look at these factors. His sin bearing made righteousness sure. To the new creation. It's number mm -hmm. one. Number two. His disease bearing. Makes healing sure. To the new creation. Number yes. two. He took your sins. And my sins. And made us what? Righteous. Yes. He had to take it. Because if he didn't take it. We would still be bound with it. That's right. Number four. He took your diseases. And he took my diseases and he made us, watch this, well. You have to remember that. He took your diseases so you could now become what he was. He was well. He was whole. He was the righteousness. But now he's giving it to you. He's giving it to me. Number five, he took our infirmities and gave us his what? Strength. Yes. He took your infirmities and gave you his strength. You say, well, wait a minute now. I don't feel strong. I, I know, you know, this is a whole lot of talk and all that. Yes, it is. But you see, what we have to do, even in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of when COVID-19 comes and sits down on your body, are we trying to say it's not there? No, we're not. Are we trying to say the diabetes is not there? No, we're not. Are we trying to say the heart trouble is not there? We're not saying that. Are we trying to say, you know, we're not trying to say anything along those lines. We know that it exists. You see, first of all, we have to get all of these things ironed out and straightened out in our thinking so so we can what be in the line of uh, reception. We can be right there to to understand this and and walk in it. So what are we saying? It's a fact. Here we go. It is a fact that the sickness is there. We know it's there. We know uh, many people are calling in with COVID-19. We, we understand that. Oh, yeah. We know that. It's hitting everywhere you go, everywhere you look. 
the Delta variant, the Omicron, all these different variants. We understand. But here's what we, here's what we, our job is to do in the midst of that. You see, we must not just settle for the fact that it is there and say, oh, well, it's nothing I can do about it. There's plenty you can do about it. You have to bring this situation face to face what Jesus already did for you. Are you listening? You must open your mouth and you must quote the word of God. You must say, Father, I thank you. I know this COVID-19 has sat down. I know it's trying to come in on me. I know that, you know, the doctors has diagnosed, you know, heart trouble and diabetes and all this stuff. I'm aware of it. That's why we go to doctors. I'm not trying to say that doctors are no good. They have their place in our lives. We don't study medicine. They do. You go to yeah. doctors to find out what the problem is. But then you go to Dr. Jesus. Hello, somebody. You go to Dr. Jesus and get the medicine. And even if the doctor gives you medicine to take, you take that medicine in the name of the Lord Jesus. We'll never tell you don't take your medicine. But I promise you, if you bring that physical medication face to face with the spiritual medication, you will not be taking that physical medication long. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You won't be taking it long because when the natural meets up with the supernatural, something's got to give. And I promise you, it is never the supernatural. Did you catch that? So, That's yes, right. you're going to always say, Father, I know that that coronavirus is there. I understand that. And I'm feeling very weak. See, we, because we don't, we, we're not supposed to walk by what we feel. You'll walk by what you believe. And so now you must open your mouth and say, I thank you, Father. But he was wounded. Yes, I know it's there. But he was wounded. He got to get the butts working. But he was wounded. Come on, for my transgressions. Are you listening? But he was bruised for my guilt and my iniquities. Come on. And the chastisement of my peace, call your name, was upon him. And with his stripes, come on, I'm healed. Now, that's yeah. in the Old Testament. That's Isaiah 53, 5. And you go on over. You say, well, that's old. Well, let's go over into the new. And you say, who his own self? Come on. Who his own self? Jesus Christ. Come on. Bear my sins in his own body on the tree as on an yeah. altar. Are you listening? And offer that's himself right. on it that I call your name. Helen Elder might what? Hmm. 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 Oh, I come telling you. This is awesome. This is so good. I'm almost preaching myself happy. And with the stripes that wounded him, I was healed. What is yeah. that? That's First Peter 2.24. Are you listening? That's First That's Peter. It. And I can go on and on and on. And you are constantly repeating this every day. Sure that Omicron is sitting up on you. Sure that Delta variant. But I promise you, if you keep on feeding that body, the word of God, Omicron got to get up off of you. Come on, Delta variant got to get up off of you. Come on, COVID-19 got to get up off of you. you Diabetes got to get up off of you. Heart troubles got to get up off of you. I'm telling you, that's because you believe this and you mixed your faith with the word of God. And I'm telling you, child of God, you're going to be all right. Are <laughs> oh, you listening? That's right. That's good. When That's Satan understands that you are doing this and you believe, let me tell you, he's no match for the word of God. He is no match. That's and right. he knows it. And this is why he does not want you to believe 
He wants you to feel like, oh, well, there's no hope for me. You know, I have the Delta variant. I have the Omicron. I have this, that. No, you don't have it. God told a great man of God, he said, tell my people they can have what they say. Yeah. But my people are saying what they have. I have high blood pressure. I have coronavirus. I have, I have. Stop that. Yeah. Have what you say. What do you say? I thank you, Father, my body's healed. I praise you that Jesus was wounded. Are you listening? You say that. You don't say what, what you have. You only go to the doctors to find out what that thing is. And you don't get on Facebook calling the whole world, well, you know, I have this and I have that. Don't do that. Yeah. Say what the word says. And I promise you, as you do this on a daily basis, your body will line up with that word. Amen? That's, of course, too well. That's right. See, he took your infirmities and gave you his strength. And you talk about your strength coming in after you start doing that? Child of God. We have testimony after testimony after testimony. I believe we have one that's waiting in the wing today, Apostle Brother Bob texted. In and it asked us, did we want to hear his testimony today? I didn't answer him, but I'm sure he's listening. Sure, we're going to hear. And because he's the one, he's one of the ones I'm talking about. That's we right. saw him. We saw Brother Bob barely talking, barely speaking. I'm telling you, that thing was set down upon him. I mean, heavy. He couldn't even hold his head up. He would try to. Focus on something, and he said he couldn't even focus. That thing was so heavy on him when it was his time to feed, when it was his time to preach that word. And Satan came to rob him. Satan came to steal from him. Satan came to shut him down like he will do any one of us when he thinks we don't know the truth. But I saw Brother Bob. I saw him do just what I'm telling, what we're talking about right now. He said, no, I'm not going to shut my mouth. I'm going to do this some kind of way. And I'm telling you, he's going to tell you in his own words how God delivered him. I'm not going to touch it. He's going to come and tell you himself. But we saw it in action. And what he's done for Brother Bob and so many of us, he will do it for you. Are you listening to me out there today? Because he loves you just as much as he loves Brother Bob. He loves you just as much as he loves Apostle Larry Elder. He loves you just as much as he loves me. He loves you, child of God. He's no respected person. Don't think just because you're not in fivefold ministry, give God won't heal your body. Yes, he will. Yes, he has already done it. I'm going to repeat that and say it the right way. Not that he will. He's already done it. You say, well, I don't feel like it. Well, you don't walk by what you feel. If you're constantly talking about how you feel, you're going to keep having what you feel. Are you listening? That's That's Mark 11. What does Mark 11 say? Have faith in God. Verse 22. 23 says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, you saw that word, say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt. There you go. In his heart, but shall believe that those things, what he says, there's that word say again. He'll have what he says. He didn't say you're going to have what you feel. You're going to have what you say. So don't let the feelings override what you're saying. 
Show you feeling terrible. Show you feeling the pain. Show you feeling, 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 but do not speak what you're feeling because that verse tells us you're going to have what you say. You keep saying how you feel, you're going to keep feeling that way. You keep saying how you feel, let me say it again. You keep saying how you feel, you're going to keep feeling that way. Why? You're holding it in place with your words. That's right. So don't say how you feel. I'm not trying to say that you don't feel that way. If I tell you guys how I feel sometimes, you would say, oh, my God, prophet need to go somewhere and get prayed for herself. Yeah. I can't talk about my feelings. But I tell you what, I can talk about what Jesus did for me. That's right. I can talk about what he suffered for me. And, and every time I do. I might show up feeling so bad I can hardly hold my head up. I might show up to this line sometimes feeling so bad I can hardly speak. But let me tell you, every time I start talking about the goodness of God, every time I start talking about when I called on him, he answered. Every time I start praising him for what he's done, even though I haven't seen it manifest yet. You know why I could praise him before I see it? Because I know the word is real. I believe. See, that's who you are. What do believers do? We believe. We're not Thomas. Don't be like Thomas. Thomas was a doubter. What did what did Thomas do? All the disciples came running. We have seen the Lord. He's alive. He's risen. He's among us. And what did Thomas say? Huh? You remember what he said? He said, unless I see the handprint, the holes in his hand, unless I see the holes in his side and in his feet, I will not believe. Mm-hmm. Thomas was operating on natural, on, on, on the natural uh, feelings. Just like you're talking about, you know, we hear people talking about how they feel all the time. That's what he was saying. I, unless I can see it, I won't believe it. And when Jesus appeared to the disciples in the room, in the upper room where they were, and Thomas among them, what did he say? My Lord and my God. Yeah. He said, come here, Thomas. Put your hand in my side and see into the holes in my hand. Thrust your hand into my side. And when he did that, when he saw it, then he believed. He said, my Lord and my God. Well, look what God said to him. He said, Thomas, because you've seen me now, now you believe. But, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I live with this in my ears every day. Jesus said to him, but blessed are those who have not seen me, but yet they believe. Child of God, oh. that's who you are. You don't that's wait good. till you see your healing. You don't wait till you see what no. Jesus did. You believe it first, and then you will see it. Are you listening to me? Don't let Satan get you into the position of walking after what Thomas did. You are not a doubter. You have to believe this, that apostle and I are talking about first. You have to say, hey, here I am. I believe it. It doesn't matter how I feel. I am I'm healed. I'm set free. I thank you, Father. You sent your word. I'm one of those believers this morning in this healing. That's right. Disease is not the will of God. It's not the will of the Father. It's from Satan. He's attacked us. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Apostle, I'm going to stop for a minute. <laughs> well, let's do this. 
Let's go to Brother Bob to get his testimony. Praise the Lord. Right. Let's see. Get ready, Brother Bob. I'm coming to you. The moment I see your number. All right, let's see. Brother Bob, are you with me? Oh, I'm there. Can you all hear me? All right. Yes, we yes, can. We can. Uh, okay. I want I want to give a little history on uh, how things fall, and we're not even aware of it. We're just staying the course. Back in 2017, I was admitted to the emergency room. Turns out I had septus. Now, when you're in the hospital and you got septus, the odds in the world are against you about you getting out alive. And <clears throat> the doctors, you know, were very discouraged about the septus not responding to the drugs they were giving me. But yet, I was praying over myself. Larry and Helen and my wife were praying over me. And I had, uh, in the middle of the night, I had this dream. And this voice came to me. I knew who it was, and it wasn't God. This voice was saying, you've got a road that has a fork. You can take one fork and leave this world and leave all this trouble, or you can take the other and just uh, stay in it. In other words, trying to get me to check out. I laughed at him. I said, no, I'm staying. I've got things to do. Now, you got to understand the septus was at its highest rate at that time on me. <clears throat> and immediately, by the next morning, I started getting good reports from the doctor, whereas before, they were going to send me home with a bag full of medicine that I'd have to be changed out every day by a nurse that'd come to the home. Instead, they said, well, we're going to let you go uh, tomorrow, which was a Saturday. And they gave me 10 pills and said, you're good. You're on the healing path. Well, I knew what caused that, but I also got another message. I got that very subtle murmuring, as a friend once told me, that's how she hears the spirit with murmurs, which is a good description. And this murmur said, you have to stay in the word if you're going to stay in this world. In other words, I have to stay under the protection of Jesus to combat the evils that Satan were going to throw at me. Now, this is 2017. And, and what I find interesting, not a week later, Pastor Elder very softly said to me, well, you know you're going to stand the word now. And I laughed because I'd already gotten that message, but he was just confirming it again to me. So here we go forward. Now we're in 2022. I get the COVID. I go get tested. Yeah, I got it. Now, in my case, because of uh, previous diseases I had earlier in life, the doctors have always told me, don't take vaccines. You can't afford to take vaccines. It could reignite your previous condition from many, many years ago. Well, I know that they're, they're talking from their perspective of the world. I'm not in their world. I, I work to stay under the covering of the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ. So when I got hit with this COVID, 
I got firsthand knowledge of what everybody's going through that gets it. And I sympathize totally and I pray over each person because it, it's unbelievable how it tears you down. You get brain fog. You, you have no energy. You're totally, I mean, you can't walk to the mailbox and back. You just don't have it. But yet I had a battle that night and that battle looking back brought me into another level of faith and understanding more about what God can do. But it was a battle, believe me. I had to exert willpower to keep doing what I did. And and that moment when Pastor Helen was talking about, the prophet Helen was talking about when I was due to give a talk, and I was I was very weak, and I started out, I didn't know my voice sounded that weak, but she and a number of other people heard it, but they also heard me get stronger and stronger uh, yeah. throughout the lesson. So as I walked, as I took action steps and walked in the word, I got the abundance of healing coming to me. And I praise God for it. And, okay. you know, I wouldn't know all these things <clears throat> unless I had been taught the proper interpretation of the scriptures or what it really says in the Bible by Pastor and Prophet Helen, an elder. I wouldn't have known these things. And that's why what they teach is so valuable because so many, so many people are not aware of it because the Bible is like a, a treasure map. All you got to do is start digging to start understanding. Most people don't take the time to do this because they don't realize they've got a treasure map right under their nose. It'll bring their abundance, their prosperity and their health. And if without health, I don't care how much prosperity you got, you're not doing good. You got to have health first. And I've got that and I claim it, but it's so easy to do once you understand, but you've got to learn it and put it in your heart. So, you know, I'm just giving you the sample of what, how I've walked in the last few years, but how I realized and I was told that I needed to stay in the word. And I knew that. But it's amazing how God works. I'm constantly amazed every day by the miracles he brings in. Some could be minor miracles. Some could be big. But you know what that all depends on is if I say this is what I want. I verbalize it and I back it up with scripture and I say it one time and then I start thanking him for it. Thanking it or you receive it according to Hebrews 11.1. I act like I've already received it, I accept it, and I put it in my heart. And God brings it in his time, in in the time that I allow. Because once again, that ties into our faith. The stronger your faith is, I believe, the quicker things happen. And that goes for each one of us. I don't care if this is the first time you've heard this talk from Pastors Larry and Prophet Helen, or the hundredth time, the deeper you put it in your heart, the faster you're going to get things and, and your life will be totally turned around. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Thank you for this. Amen. All right. All right. Praise God. Thank you so much for sharing our brother, Bob. Now, now prophet, this is what you were talking about. Are you still there with me? Yes, I'm here. I was on mute. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I was on mute. Sorry. 
Yes, that's why I wanted to acknowledge him because uh, I saw that he was on the line and um, I thought it was a good time to bring him in because this is exactly what, you know, what some of the highlights of our lesson is that, you know, Satan will attack just because we are under attack of the demonic forces of hell. It doesn't mean that the word of God does not work. And yeah. see, that's one of the that's one of the ways Satan deceives us. He's a deceiver. He wants that's us right. to be disillusioned. He is the adversary and he tries to disillusion us, make us think, you know, we're reading that we're reading first Peter two twenty four, we're reading Isaiah fifty five, we're reading Mark eleven, we're reading Matthew, we're reading all these healing scriptures and Psalms and Proverbs and all these places in the Bible, but yet he's constantly bombarding our bodies with with these attacks. Mm. In mm. order to make us become disillusioned and, and doubt the word of God. But Mark 11 didn't, you know, I like, uh, who was that said? I didn't stutter. They said something and everybody says, what? And she said, I didn't stutter. Jesus didn't stutter when he gave us the word of God. He made it very plain. Amen. Yeah. He did. Jesus said that if we would confess with our mouths and believe in our heart that that this is how we become saved. He didn't say confess your sins. He didn't say confess all your faults. The Bible says no. if we confess the Lord Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, and if we believe in our heart that God did raise him from the dead, what does the word okay. promise us over in Romans? It says we'll be saved, right? That's right. That's good. See, that's the part. That's a great part of our redemption is salvation. Yeah. And we don't have any problems with that, Apostle. You know that. We that's go right. up to the front line and we read that scripture and we say, now, do you well, do you want to be saved? Yes, I do. Well, here's what the Bible says over in Romans, that if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God did raise him from the Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Do you believe that's that? Right. And they'll say, yes, I believe it. Well, quote this. And, and they go through the motions. They say, well, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Come on in and have, you know, have free, free will in me. And they go through the the step by step, and then they go, they leave that place, and they go tell them, "Well, I got saved Sunday, I got saved Saturday, I got saved Monday, Tuesday, whichever day it was of the week for you, I got yeah. saved." And you and you don't doubt that, you don't see anything, you don't feel any different, but you believe it, don't you? Sure, That's you right. do. Well, if you believe that part of what Jesus did for you on the cross. How come you won't believe the other parts of it? Because this is three parts. Salvation, did you know that? It's a three-part package. Salvation That's has good. three parts to it. Mm -hmm. we, we, we don't know that. Thank God, you know, we, we put a lot of emphasis on being saved. But why don't we preach the other parts of it? As yeah. much as we teach and preach about salvation. What do you, mm -hmm. what do you, what, what did he do for me? Well, I was, I'm delivered from, the Bible says, let the redeemed, come on now, of the Lord, what, what apostle? Let the redeemed so. of the Lord, what? Say so. Say so. Say what do you so. redeem from? You ask the, you ask the average person, what did, what did, did you get saved from? What do you redeem from? And they'll say, I don't, I don't know, I'm just saved. And when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. That's not all there is to it, child of God. And we're not blaming you because you don't know that. It's not taught enough. It That's isn't right. taught enough. Well, I'm redeemed from poverty. That's the first thing you're redeemed from. 
I'm redeemed from sickness. Come on now. And yeah. I'm redeemed from spiritual death. Yes, you are. I'm going to say right. it again. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, say what? I'm redeemed from poverty. Hello? I'm redeemed right. from sickness. That's good. I'm redeemed from spiritual death. Well, that's salvation yeah. right there. But that's if right. we don't know the three parts of our salvation, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to have a lot of faith in it. We're not going to go around telling people that Jesus was wounded for my transgressions and by his stripes I'm mm. healed. We're not going to, we're not going to claim yeah. that, Apostle, because we don't know it. Yeah. In 2021, right. he said, Helen, my people don't know. They don't understand. I want you to help them to understand it. Yeah. If you don't know you have a million dollars, you can be living under the bridge and die totally, um, I mean, in a purpose, impurposed conditions, and, and, and you got all this money. But if you don't know you got it, you're not going to try to what? Claim it. That's right. Because you don't even, you're not even aware it's yours. Yeah. It's the same way. Jesus died to provide for us. But if we don't know <laughs> that we've been redeemed from poverty and sickness and spiritual debt, we won't try to claim that. That's right. Sure, it's yours. And Satan constantly hits us upside of our head with sickness. He hits our bodies with sickness because he knows. He's, he's well aware. We don't know that. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're suffering something out there today, I'm talking to you by the will of God. This is a prophetic word for you today. Jesus already took that thing from you. He already paid the price for you, whatever it is. High blood pressure, uh, 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 diabetes, heart trouble, you know, coronavirus. It doesn't matter. He paid the price. You say, well, why do I have it? You had it because the adversary. The Bible says when the sons of, of God came before him, Satan came with them. And he said, where did you come from, Satan? He said, I came from walking up and down in the earth, seeking whom I may devour, seeking, looking for whom I may trick, whom I may afflict with this sickness, whom I may put it on. You got to begin to tell the devil, you're not going to put it on me. You might hit my body, but you're not going to stay here. When I get through with you, you're going to get up off of me. You might be running down the streets to my neighbor, but you're not going to stay in this house. You're not going to stay on my family. You're not going to stay on, are you listening to me? And, and, and he will obey yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he will. But see, he, he takes advantage of us because we don't know. That's right. But child of God, let me tell you something. You have a burning on the inside of you. You have the spirit of the most high God living on the inside of you. Yes, you do. If you say that you are saved, you have the same God living on the inside of you that I have living on the inside of me. That's good. But you there have you to go. stir yourself up. You have to stir mm -hmm. it up. You have to stir up the anointing. The Bible says God told Timothy, I've called you. But now you must study to show yourselves approved, a workman that need not be ashamed. Come on, rightfully dividing the truth of the word of God. That's right. Great sure, God. you got saved. And the yeah. first thing that God requires to do when we get saved is to get into a good Bible-believing, teaching church that's going to show you the ways of life. That's going to show you the way of this spiritual life that you just got born into. 
when a baby comes into this world in the natural, that baby can't feed him or herself. That baby cannot clothe or take care of themselves. They need their parents and their family members to help them. Well, guess what? When you get born spiritually, it doesn't matter whether you can walk, talk, and all these things for yourself. You do this because you grew up naturally. But let me tell you something. When you get born spiritually as a babe in Christ, you still need to be taught the rudiments. I mean everything, all the regiments of that spiritual walk that you just got born into. Amen? Amen. Well, Prophet, that is awesome. Praise God. 